The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, this week we're doing the Buddha's teachings on right effort, the sixth factor of the Eightfold Path. And um, in the classic description of each of the uh, factors of uh, the path, Eightfold Factors, this has the longest description and uh, has a lot of repetition in it. So there's four right efforts and a lot of the way it's worded, each one is the same, just some variation for it. And there's a lot of repetition of some words. And uh, so the repetition has an impact as we read it or listen to it. And um, a kind of emphasis. And each, each and it's the right effort, each of them has a series of words that, um, uh, that uh, describe the kind of effort that to be made. But with all these, um, uh, and, and, uh, and so we'll talk about these different kinds of effort that the text says, but each of these four right efforts is supposed to be done with desire. The Pali word is chanda, C-H-A-N-D-A, a rather innocent word for desire that sometimes is used for appropriate desires, sometimes for inappropriate desires or painful ones. It's kind of a broad word, uh, desires, without any ethical or other kind of valence implied except in the context in which it's used. But it's used for wholesome things. And one of the wholesome uh, uh, engagements is this right effort to get to, to how to practice. And, um, and so learning how to have chanda, to have desire, which is itself right effort, which is itself without any afflictive tendencies, the unwholesome, um, and which has wholesomeness as part of it, uh, uh, which is skillful, which is nourishing, which is supportive for us. And so the art of discovering, of investigating, having, how we have desires, so they come from a place within that's not afraid, which is not uh, greedy, which is not uh, angry or hostile, aversive, that's not uh, uh, related to conceit. You know, I have to be, I have to make the effort here so I can be the, you know, the most, you know, perfect, effortful person in all my Buddhist community or something. So, um, but to, to really kind of begin taking, taking desire seriously enough that it deserves attention. It deserves, let's look at this desire. What does it mean to have desire? And rather than maybe a kind of a, a simplistic understanding of Buddhism, I'm just supposed to let go. I'm just supposed to let go of everything, let go of desires, let go of everything. There is a time and place for that kind of approach, but to have that be the, the broad swath what we do with our life, uh, uh, it's not really what the Buddha was teaching. Um, but to uh, go along with his emphasis, he talked about having desire for the practice, for the path of liberation. And so to discover how do you hold a desire 
in a way that is inspiring for you, that it comes from a place of goodness and rightness and doesn't add stress to your life, but if it maybe, if anything, uh, reduces the stress. And uh, you're just happy to have this desire rather than having, oh, one more desire, one more thing to do. And, you know, I have this long to-do list and now I'm supposed to do this too. Um, you know, but uh, not, not like that, but something like, oh, I'm so lucky. I'm so fortunate to have this. This is a great thing. And um, in a sense, one of the great aspects of these four right efforts, it, it's, taking, it's an application. It's a way of being, a way of being with everything we can possibly do. No matter what we're doing, we're looking at it from the point of view is how I'm doing it and what's motivating it. Is it wholesome or unwholesome? Is it helpful or unhelpful? And, um, and then to uh, des- desire to not be involved with the unhealthy ways of doing things and to desire the healthy ones. And then how is that desire? Am I in a hurry with desire? I have so many to do things to do, I'm in a hurry. If you are in a hurry and trying to fill your life, or can you uh, tap into the healthy form of desire? Is healthy form of desire come from some other place? One of the paradoxes of, of really strong desire, of you know, neediness or craving or thirsting, of wanting to do things, even if we do it out of fear, you know, fear of missing out or something, is that um, it diminishes the wholesome. And sometimes it get, the wholesome within us gets eclipsed entirely by all the desires we have. But if we find how to have wholesome desires in a place where there's time and space, then the wholesome can well up. The ways in which we do things can be fulfilling in and of itself. And we don't need to find fulfillment from accomplishing a lot of things. We find our fulfillment in the moment of doing something much more. So um, so each of these uh, four right efforts talks about um, uh, taking up, taking hold of the mind, uh, uh, and uh, with desire. So the way that this uh, right, the right effort is often uh, uh, written, translated, it's a little bit, uh, you know, I think I often felt it was just I was tired by the time I read it. So here's a common translation of the... It's also part of the each of the four right efforts that's similar for each one. But it's, it says, um, one makes effort, arouses energy, exerts the mind, and strives. Um, so that seems like a lot of uh, work. But I want to read you a different translation, that one that I've made, that uh, some of, some of the, what did in the original Pali is left out in the English, this English translation. So, um, one takes up and takes hold of the mind. So here, uh, one begins by um, being present for one's own mind, one's own inner life. One takes hold and takes up. 
Um, so, so, you know, our inner life, let's say inner life, everyone's inner life, the mind, this is important to engage and be attentive to. Um, so one takes up and takes hold of the mind and generates desire. So one arouses, one gives birth to desire. So there's a conscious intention here to look for that desire that is appropriate, that's healthy, that's, um, you know, so uh, beautifully done, like a piece of art, that you'd like to look on this desire. One takes up, takes hold of the mind and generates desire, initiates initiates courageous effort. So the word initiates is there in the original. And um, the word for courageous effort is virya, which um, uh, is a very powerful word. Sometimes it means power or strength. And it's um, sometimes it's translated, I think maybe into Tibetan Buddhism, is courageous effort. Um, Someone who's a, a warrior is sometimes called a, a, you know, a word that's related to virya. So courageous, but I like the word courageous effort. That sometimes uh, we have to have some courage to be present and for ourselves and here. So it's a little bit has it's 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 bringing some strength to it. Um, um, so one takes up and takes hold of the mind and generates desire initiates courageous effort for the non-arising of unwholesome states of mind. So that's the first right effort. For today, I want to introduce now the second one. And, uh, and this one goes, takes up, one takes up and takes hold of the mind and generates desire, initiates courageous effort for abandoning unwholesome states of mind. And this word, uh, pahana, uh, abandon, is a powerful word. It's different than just letting go. Letting go has more of, more a sense of um, letting go of it for the moment. Abandoning uh, is letting go done with wisdom and commitment and clarity and a fullness. This I'm going to put down. This I'm not going to be involved in anymore. Of course, mostly they come back. But there's this kind of definitiveness or fullness or seriousness. This I will abandon. This I won't do anymore. And here again, we have this kind of idea of living in a conscious, mindful way that comes when you take hold of the mind. If you take, hold of, take hold of your attention. Take hold of you know, being here in the present moment. Um, Take it up, be here, so that when you're doing something, you do it wholeheartedly. And here, this right effort is uh, generate the desire to wholeheartedly abandon whatever you're doing that's afflictive, that harms you, maybe it harms others as well. It's not necessarily, it's not at all easy to abandon and let it go. So just say it so simply, is, uh, you know, can be confusing or even, you know, even stressful. But this, we're talking about having the desire for this, the healthy desire 
taking the time to find that, the definitiveness, the clearness, that, uh, you know, I think I want to be finished with this. I've been critical of others in an aversive, annoying way, and I'm done with this. I've done this for so long. It's not good for them. It's not good for me. I want to abandon this aversive nature that I have, this criticalness, this cynicism, the resentment I have. I've been caught in addiction, which is very difficult. I don't want to undermine or understate the difficulty of it. But still, I've had enough. And I want to now just, you know, I I want to have the desires here to abandon it. And once that clear desire is there to abandon it, then we can engage, engage in the process of doing so. So it might not just be snap our fingers and then we just do it. It's, um, it's uh, you know, then we practice the rest of the Eightfold Path so that we can find a way to do that. So um, um, the second of the right efforts is to arouse, give birth to, generate the desire. Find the desire, find the way to desire that you enjoy. It does require you to take some time to get to know what that kind of desire might be. Maybe it's a desire you arouse when you're relaxed, at ease, having a cup of tea, looking out the window, or something, or or maybe you can be in touch with that kind of healthy desire at the end of a sitting of meditation. So this is not an obligation to let go of unwholesome desires or a statement having unho- uh, unwholesome mind states. It's not a statement you're a terrible person if you have unwholesome states of mind. It's rather discovering something wonderful inside, a wonderful desire that cares for yourself that uh, wants to engage in a process of bringing these to an end so they can be abandoned, put down once and for all. And maybe it's done in small pieces, small steps. Maybe it's done gradually over time. Maybe uh, for today, if you know you have some afflictive, unhealthy uh, mind states and desires that you don't want to kind of live by, but you're caught in often. Maybe the goal for today is not to abandon them entirely, but to discover the desire to abandon them. So whenever they arise, take the time to find a healthy desire, one that you like, that you enjoy having, in relationship to the things that you would like to abandon. And then rather than abandoning them entirely, maybe you can lessen the frequency or their intensity today by 10%. And, um, and what would that look like? Just kind of turn down the volume a little bit, as opposed to being caught up in the idea it should be all or nothing. So I hope you enjoy your desires. Take time today to look at them and explore them, and maybe enjoy the desire to be done with some of the unhealthy, unsupportive states of mind that you might live with. And maybe you'll enjoy doing them 10% less. 
So um, thank you very much. And tomorrow we'll start the discussion about um, the third right effort, which is the related to um, wholesome mind states. Thank you. <laughs>